We're looking at another word in the vocabulary of transformation, the gifts that God uses to change us. Today's word is community. That means that Jesus dissolves all the things that divide us, enables us to experience life together. We're adopted as God's sons and daughters, a family where Jesus shows how to heal and complete each of us with, through each other and where we share our gifts and bear each other's burdens as a way of life. So instead of the usual sermon, this is going to be a group presentation, sort of a conversation among some of us who've been exploring the gift of Christian community. So our word for today is community. Gary? Lead us in a prayer and help us to, um, oh, no mics again, let's get those. You are? We got wired. We got wired. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Mario and I did. We have, yeah, we're got, electric. Oh, you're electric. Yeah. You're the only one that needs yeah. that. Okay, I get it. All right. Apparently I'm Kent. <laughs> Lord Jesus, thank you. For bringing us together in community. We ask, Lord, that we glorify your name and that through the power of the Holy Spirit you would guide our words and bless the hearts of all that hear them. We pray this in your name. Amen. Okay, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Alan one of the pastors here at Cedar Hills. And um, I'm married to an amazing uh, ministry partner who I see sitting there in the back. Jan? Stand up a minute. I want people to just know who you are in case I never met you before. <laughs> oh, well, hey, she's got something for us. Yeah. Jan's always thinking ahead how to, how to complete my life. And uh, she's been busy with some other team members from our group getting ready for open table after worship today. That's something we do every month and welcome everyone to come and eat with us and to get to know new people and experience this word, with, <laughs> experience this word that we call community. Right. Thank you. Hey, guys, this is really amazing. But um, since we're talking about community, I'll have to tell you what a bright note in my week was with some other members of our team, and that was uh, Carolyn and Glenda came over this week and helped me wrap little tiny Christmas presents to go in Christmas stockings for our grandchildren, and we just had a wonderful time. All 21 of them? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Mario Armand. Um, my wife, Tamika Armand, sitting in the back for 14 years. I have seven children and four grandchildren, and we're just happy to be a part of the new family here at Cedar Hills Church. My name is Gary Sager, and my wife Sue and I are new members 
here at Cedar Hills. We've been married for 30 years, and we have four young adult children. I'm Devery. I've been with Cedar Hills for, I don't know, about a decade. I was with New Song before that. I have a grown son, 28, and a first grandchild to be one in December. So we're part of a small group that meets together almost weekly to eat together and share what God's doing in our lives. And right now we're working on a crossword puzzle. We've got a few more pieces to fit into this puzzle. Let's see if we can figure out where they go. We're kind of a musical thing going on with our mics today. It's kind of pretty, you know. I like those. <laughs> okay. I think this goes right up here. There's probably more in there. Okay. That's the one I've tried to put in there before. So what, what we have here is a, uh, it's a picture of Jesus. There's a box. And um, there's a box here that has the, it yeah. It can be, it can be that away. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. You can't really so, see that, can you? Congratulations, everybody, that we got the puzzle completed. And we think this is a metaphor of what it means to be in community because each one of us is made to be a very special individual piece in God's creation. No one's alike. Everyone has their own uh, points and, you know, whatever, things on the edge of the ragged edges. And, and yet, um, we all have a place to fit. So we want to talk about that today. Like we do every week when we meet, we meet to encourage each other and uh, open ourselves about our needs and our um, worries and pray for each other. And we're inspired to do this by what the Bible says in Colossians 3, 1 to 17. We'll have this on the screen, uh, part of it, the key part, but we're going to read the rest of it to you. It says, You have been raised to life with Christ. Now set your heart on what is in heaven, where Christ rules at God's right hand. Think about what's up there, not about what's here on earth. You died, which means your life is hidden with Christ, who sits beside God. Christ gives meaning to your life, and when he appears, you will also appear with him in glory. Don't be controlled by your selfish desires. You must quit being angry, hateful, and evil. You must no longer say insulting or cruel things about others and stop lying to each other. You have given up your old way of life with its habits. God loves you and has chosen you as his own special people. So be gentle, kind, humble, meek, and patient. Put up with each other and forgive anyone who does you wrong just as Christ has forgiven you. Love is more important than anything else. It is what ties everything completely together. Each one of you is a part of the body of Christ, and you were chosen to live together in peace. So let the peace that comes from Christ control your thoughts and be grateful. Let the message about Christ completely fill your lives. So Devery and Gary and Mario, who we like to call Rio for short, 
I'd like you to look around here at each other in this group, and this is a small part of our group that meets, but as you look at everybody, um, think about how God has been fitting us together into a jigsaw puzzle. And I'd like you to tell a story about how someone in this group has helped you experience God's love. In other words, how do we help to heal and complete each other as God's children? Who wants to go first? So, I love the idea of community, and I want to ask, we put together a jigsaw puzzle, and Devery, I'd like to ask you, if we take this jigsaw puzzle and we dump it over, what would that look like? A hot mess. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think it'd look like, Mario? Brokenness. Brokenness? Yes. Yeah. Could you even tell where things belong? No, you wouldn't be able to. What would it look like? What does each individual piece look like? Each piece is a puzzle piece. piece yeah, each piece is beautiful in its own way, isn't it? Kind of jagged. But what does each piece mean alone? It doesn't really have a purpose by itself. It's meant to be part of a bigger thing. And we joked last service. So what? And I know all of you out here. You, you ever mixed up puzzle pieces? And, you know, alone, it just means nothing. And that's what my story was. I was removed from the jigsaw puzzle and uh, knew that uh, I should be part of something that was bigger than myself. Feeling that hole, knowing I needed to be joined in, but was separate. So I'm a piece like this floating around. And, in fact, for so many years... I, uh, and I was a believer. I belonged in that puzzle. I knew I belonged in that puzzle, but I was out. And uh, as the verse says, as Colossians piece that we just read talks about, I, I was saying those harsh things to one another. I was saying them mostly to my wife. And we had been married 30 years, and um, the saying started to go around our house. Is that, no, I'm, I'm not doing this for another 30 years. And I was sleeping in the back bedroom and uh, lonely. And I'm sure my wife Sue was lonely. And we were hurting, hurting people. Two pieces just floating around, not being able to really join up. We came here, and uh, the Spirit led us here. And through a series of events and things mentioned in the community. And we came here, and uh, Alan greeted us right away and kind of really didn't even give us a chance to breathe. Just plugged us in, got us involved right away with him. The table after words and I met up with with Rio, and uh, the Holy Spirit moved me and said, "You know what? Just like the Colossians verse said, don't lie to one another because what it means there is don't don't BS, don't be phony with one another." And the Holy Spirit said, "You know what? Tell this guy who you are." So I let him have it and was honest about who I was. And instead of his response being, you know, rejecting or he did, he didn't mollycoddle me either. Well, that's okay. He didn't do that. He's just like you know. Don't you think we go through that stuff so Jesus can heal us? Yeah, you're right. Good point. And uh, struck up from there, man. <laughs> and uh, we joined together. And then we joined together here. We became part of the community. And Sue and I healed. I mean, we healed so much. Uh, we were restored. Now we're, now we're growing, you know, and starting to thrive and realizing how do we serve others. 
and how do we fit together through the power of Christ in community? Good story, Gary. Thanks. Who would like to tell a story? Someone else? I will. <laughs> so, um, my experience um, with the with the broken puzzles was me being accepted. Um, just as Greg stated, I was laid here by the, by the Spirit of God as well. Um, I was really looking for a church where my children can have an open mind and be diverse and be and have not just be mindset being one box and I want them to be just not just with just African American I want them to have a diversity in culture simply because I live with MS and and one thing about living with MS as you I'm always being judged before anyone gets to know me so when you, whenever I walk into a public establishment I'm already being judged by this walker of course, you can see my physical disability, but you can't see my mental dis- my mental until I open up and I introduce myself to you. But people have a tendency of prejudge me just because I walk on a walker, and, and they'll come off and treat me as if I'm mentally retarded or anything of that nature. You know, like I just don't have no type of um, no common sense for myself until I open up my mouth. And so when I come here, I the door was opening as we went through the saturated classes. Everybody was vulnerable and was able to open up their deepest, darkest struggles and challenges in life. So what that did for me, that was love that I experienced for one another with them just being their self, not have to be fake or phony. And we was talking Friday night, and Debbie really opened up my eyes, and she saw my healing. She said, Mario, I never thought you felt that way. And she said, but since I, when I first met you, I didn't see color. I didn't see your disability. I saw a child of God. And that touched me to the point to where I was like, wow, she, someone on the outside of me recognized something totally different. She recognized my healing. And I just got through speaking to her outside in the um, in the corridors telling her I was thanking her. She said, no, don't thank me. Thank God. I said, I already did that. But I'm coming behind thanking God for you, and I have to thank you. So with that being said, with my experience here with the um, open table, with the puzzle, I was one of the pieces in this puzzle that needed to be completed. And I was completed with you all accepting me and healing me. Then I mean, and healing it comes from just it's just as simple. It comes from just loving and accepting one for who they are. That's my experience here, and I'm glad to be one of these broken these pieces to this undone puzzle to complete this puzzle. Thank you. Yay, God! You've got some great stories here today. <laughs> and I, I I had to put put the picture up there of the soccer team while. Rio was talking because he, he's an important part of our team, and it's, it's only in a team that we can really fulfill our purpose. You can't, you can't play soccer by yourself, and you can't be God's people by yourself. What's your story? Well, the original question, <clears throat> excuse me, the original question that we started contemplating when we were setting this up was, how have you been blessed by the small group? 
And for me, I'm trying to live six lifetimes in the years I've been given, and sometimes they collide. And I overschedule, and I really want to do a lot of things. So part of the lessons have been learning my limitations and how to say no, ironically, because that's what I tell other people. Um, I was supposed to bring soup for the meal this morning. My son was in the hospital, and I had an opportunity to opt out. We'll get somebody else to speak if it's going to be too much. I'm like, this is something I really wanted to do. Because I could come to most any of you at any time, day or night, and say, I have a need. And you would wake up, get on the phone, get in your car, meet that need, help me out, be a friend. And you don't get that. I mean, it's nice that we're in a building because we're not snowed on and we're not cold. But this is what's important. Everybody's sitting here. And I can't possibly meet the need of every individual, and you can't meet the need of every individual. But through the small groups is where you go deep, and you, you accept people, and you get acceptance and forgiveness. So I know that even though I didn't bring soup today, and I was supposed to. You forgot the soup. I forgot the soup. I didn't make soup. I just want to tell you the good news, yep. that in Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. <laughs> That's fantastic news. But I know that because of everyone else in the group, we will have plenty of food, and God always provides exactly what we need, not a minute sooner than we need it. And it's going to be fine, and I'm still loved. These are great stories. It sounds like um, belonging to Christ and his family has made a big difference mm-hmm. for us. We found a place where we can fit into God's puzzle, uh, the puzzle of his creation. And um, here's some of my story. Um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of admitting my age this winter and letting my beard grow out. I, I always used to try to hide my age, shave off my gray hair. I would even try dyeing my, my hair, hair at some, with that Grecian formula stuff, but it turned my hair purple. And I... I discovered I cannot stay 37 years old forever. I'm surely, uh, surely, uh, slowly but surely losing my good looks and even my memory. I was just telling my group here earlier that last week in the gym, where Jan and I go to work out, I had a strange experience because when I left the gym, I developed almost total amnesia. And I couldn't, Jan says I couldn't remember how to drive home. And I didn't remember I had grandchildren and um, what else. Oh, she said, you know, you've got to go to the church today for staff meeting. And I said, what church? This really happened. And she was freaked out, of course. But um, we did some research on the Internet, Jan did, and found there's actually a name for this. It's something like uh, temporary global amnesia. And it, it comes from older people, which I'm not, of course, but older people working out in the gym too hard you deprive your brain of oxygen, and the brain just kind of goes, freezes for a temporary time, and you forget everything. So that's what happened to me. Um, but the thing that I love about this group is that you guys treat me as someone who is still valuable. Those of us, as we get older, we begin to, to wonder if we're still valuable in this world because we're old-fashioned. But you guys forgive my old-fashioned jokes, and you... Pretend like you like the songs that I learned in the 60s. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. Because there's something else that I needed to say. Okay. Helping Mario up to the stage Mm -hmm. was a physical demonstration 
that we literally hold each other's lives in our hands. We are holding each other. Physically, if we had dropped him, that would have been devastating to him and devastating to us. But he trusted us enough to help get him up those stairs. Yeah. And you can continue. So, yeah, you all make us feel that we're all an indispensable part of mm-hmm. God's family. And so when Mario struggles with his MS and I lose my memory probably more and more as I get older, you guys are going to hold us up. And um, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Your friendship convinces me that I really do belong to a forever family. Mm-hmm. So, um, Gary, I recently shared some ideas with you about the wideness of God's mercy that are a bit off the beaten path. And I was actually afraid you might reject me as a heretic when I told you that. But, but you listened patiently, and you're still my friend. And Devery, you're a wise woman. You've given me a lot of good advice about how we can uh, care for the broken people in our world that we mm-hmm. come into contact with. I really appreciate you. And Rio, uh, it's, it's tr- transformative when you let me be honest about my shortcomings as a pastor and how I often uh, mess it up. You all have Jesus living in you, and you welcome me just as I am, warts, gray beard, crazy ideas, and everything. (laughs) So I appreciate you. And I appreciate that none of you tries to use the guillotine to cure my dandruff. Okay. We're going to uh, finish up now with praying for each other. This is something we always do in our group, and... Let me just ask if anybody wants to share a prayer need today. Maybe there's some obstacle or challenge you're facing that makes it hard for you to experience this Christian community of God's family sometimes, or whatever else you want to talk about. But does anybody have a prayer need? I mean, pray pray for the sick. Pray for those that's out there struggling physically and mentally with their selves. Um, pray for those that silently don't that hide their their challenges and their struggles. That God, they will reveal themselves, and, and, and by them revealing themselves, that their thinking process won't hinder their healing. And I just pray, and it's probably a prayer for all of us, but that. We'd have the courage, and when I say we, I mean I, would have the courage, as Mario said, when people do expose that, to love them. So I think we're all fearful, and, you know, love doesn't come out of fear, right? They're not compatible, and mm-hmm. it's for courage to love. Yeah. My, my prayer need is I'm, I'm, a, I'm a recovering religious fanatic. I actually am, and so whenever you see me tempted to start beating people over the head with a Bible, I hope you will... Help me, okay, and pray for me that I can reflect the loving heart of Jesus. And um, that's the, literally the only important thing that we need to know about God. We've talked several times. Alan is a type A personality, so that took a lot of courage to bring the three of us up to the stage with him because none of us really knew what was going to come out of the morning. Um, shall I? Yeah, would you like okay. to pray for us? Absolutely. Lord, I thank you for the people here um, on the stage and on the chairs and in the church and not in the church. Lord, lift up all of the prayers heard and unheard that you would bless these children that 
echo through the walls of this building and that we are able to love them and love each other as God loves us as his children. I thank you for the morning. I thank you for the community. And Lord, speak to our hearts as we love each other. Amen. Amen.